Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the This and That podcast with Alex and Mondo. We start episode 15, Don't Worry, No Bubble, where we talk all things NBA offseason as well as some Disney music. But don't worry, we know it's basketball and Disney. There's no bubble talk here. Mondo, take it over. What is up, everyone? And always, we want to thank all of you for all the support you guys have given us. To this day, every time we look at the support that you guys give us on all our po- all our podcasts, has been mind blowing. To be one hundred percent, because you guys just keep us keep us going, man. Yeah, we really appreciate that. We really appreciate you guys who uh, voted in the informal poll we threw up over the weekend about the shoes. Clearly, we can tell who Armando's friends are because <laughs> I really don't think a pair of plain black and white shoes were better than mine. <laughs> However, I somehow lost a vote, and that's why we didn't put up the vote for the. Ridiculous, because I knew it was going to be slanted. <laughs> like, there was no way I was going to win a vote. I got all my people coming up to vote, man. Well, yeah, and then that's why I know better. <laughs> but, I mean, we haven't even gotten a chance to get into the NBA free agency at all. But it was nuts, honestly. There was it's, a ton of crap that went down. I mean, it's it starts, like always, with an absolute like flurry that first, like, 24 hours well the first two minutes you get like a a couple of really big deals but like the first day the first maybe like 12 hours yeah it's just it's just woge bomb and and sham and like all these guys just everywhere just dropping knowledge and and free agent going here signing trade there i mean just the amount of moves this year and sometimes the amount of the free the people re-upping also, yeah. you know, you, you had Steph sign the second contract My for $200 God, million. Was so much damn money. Well-deserved. Oh, he deserves he it 100%. He earns every, after, after, what he, after what he did last season, they just should have given him, an, which what they did, gave him a blank check and said, what do you want? What do you want, exactly? And he deserves it. Um, You know, and you add the free agency stuff. So you add, you know, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo joining the Lakers. You had... Plus Nets, Dwight Howard and the rest of the old yeah, home the, that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then you get, you know, oh God. I'm Lonzo, so excited. The big one is Lonzo. Lonzo going I, to Chicago was interesting. Think. Just because DeRozan ended up there too. You know Because I, mean? I feel like they're just, they're loading up. But I have a worry that in Chicago with Vucevic, with Levine, with Lonzo, and with DeRozan, it's just literally going to be like, I want the ball. I want the ball. I, I, I don't, want the yeah, ball. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, I mean, I'm I've never been high on Lonzo, unfortunately. You know, like I'm, it's, I'm a Lonzo fan. I, I root for the guy because yeah, I mean, because of his dad, he got really put in a in a shit situation. Yeah, I, <laughs> like super. more so more so than than Jello or or even yeah, Lonzo got dicked. Lonzo being the oldest, being the first one, he took the brunt of it because of his dad. So, like, I've always had, like, a soft spot for him, but I've never seen the hype. You know what I'm saying? Um, That that doesn't really do anything for me. I'm more intrigued, like, the people who re-sign. Like, you know, Embiid signed his big money contract, so, you know, he's not going anywhere. Um, Luca. Luca committing at a Luca committing at a very very young age to Dallas long term. Um, that bums me out though. A little bit. Kawhi going back to L.A., which isn't a surprise, but signing long term. Um, and it's just the moves that were done. It's 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 interesting, you know. I mean, and that's we haven't even talked about the Heat yet. You know, I think the Heat are probably one of the most improved teams as far as just overall talent. Um. You know, you had oh another one. KD signed his uh, extension That's right, I too. Forgot so, about KD. So you but know, thing, it's, it's it's crazy. And I mean, not to not to. I know we're talking free agency in the off season, but I mean, we had the announcement yesterday of the opening night of the season, and okay, I can tell you right now, I'm staying up for that doubleheader. You mean I oh, get man. to watch? The Nets go to Milwaukee, watch the banner go up on banner night. So I get that's my first game. <laughs> and then my second game, I get the return of Clay and Golden State with Steph against the new look Lakers. Yeah, I'm in. Like, that's I'm in. As hell. I am. I like the This, it might be the most fun NBA season, just as far as overall competitiveness that we have seen in a long, long time. 
Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of people say how the East is always like the little brother and all this. But the way it's been going lately and what's kind of happened, it's starting to equal out. Like, yeah, the West is still stronger. I will say the West is still stronger. But I don't know, man. There's something about the East. It's not It's not the little weak little I brother feel, it was before. I, I feel like what the big difference is, I think the West is really, really top heavy. Like it's really when you talk about like the top teams in the West, like it's it's really top heavy. In and when you talk about, I think like the East, the East, you have more balance. Like there's there's you can legitimately argue, I would say right now, maybe five teams in the Eastern Conference who can come out and and it can legitimately compete for a title. I mean, if you can name me someone else outside of the Lakers, maybe the Suns, but I don't think they can compete with this new Laker team that can come out of the West. You know, I think it's, this new Laker team. Is is gonna be one of those buzzsaw teams in the in the West that's just gonna obliterate anything they come across. Yeah, Unless so Golden State maybe just because of and if they the stay big, healthy is the big and, question. But it's it but that's also a big question with the Lakers. I mean, Russell has been getting hurt every year. Anthony Davis is toilet paper. Glass, apparently. You know, and, and so and LeBron's body hasn't held up the last couple of years. Say what you want about LeBron. I love LeBron to death, you know, but he's gotten hurt in the last couple of years more so than ever before. Yeah, the so, age is catching up to him. Uh, it's, at some point. It was bound it's, to happen. I don't think it's so much. I, I think it's just mileage. I, I yeah. yeah, the age is something, but yo, he's gone to how many finals? Well, I, I heard something on the radio the other day that if you – lay out the amount of games that he's played in the playoffs it's like an extra three seasons or something like that or an extra two seasons it's pretty crazy because that's the thing that people don't forget oh yeah he's been in the league as many seasons as Melo and as many seasons as wade would have been if he didn't retire and so lebron lebron has played 266 playoff games which is more than three seasons. Worth. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, it's nuts. and and here's the thing that I will say about playoff games, and I've heard this said. Multiple people have said this, so I I, I mm-hmm. feel confident in saying this. As opposed to a regular season game, they say if you want to compare a game played, a playoff game is a game and a half compared to a regular season game yeah, because of the intensity, intensity, because of how hard you're playing, because of the talent that's out there, how hard you have to play. You're not playing, you know. The who who really stood the magic, you know what I'm saying? No offense to magic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean they but they, I mean, they listen, were the lottery at this, this year. point. At this point, you can offend them all you want. They they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But I mean, you know, the, these teams that were in the lottery that you know had a chance to pick number one because they sucked. Like like he's not playing them, you know, where you can coast and get twenty five and five and they win by fifteen. Like these are playoff games. There's no blowouts in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like there may be some. Let's not get me wrong, but playoff games are all tough. So I would say that 266 is actually it if I were to translate that by what I just said the 1.5 it actually comes out to closer to 400 games. Holy crap, that's true. As far as like effort intensity. And, right? and I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I I would say a playoff game you definitely exert a lot more energy and there's a, it takes a lot more out of you than a regular season game would. Um yeah. And that's the thing. He's he's put in so much work. And I mean, we we I would, we would be remiss not mentioning what our Heat did. I mean, obviously we're we're Heat fans. We'll we'll get there. We'll get but there. It's just don't worry. It's coming. I don't want people to freak out. And be like, oh my god, I'm not gonna talk about the Heat. No, don't worry. They did talk about the Heat. It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry about it. But it's just free agency as always is just a freaking whirlwind of crap happening. And it's funny the <laughs> the Toronto. I think I think he's the general manager, the president, uh, Masai Ujiri. I, I, I don't know what he is for. I know he's one of the top player guys. But he says, like, it's crazy how a deal can be forged in two minutes because all the deals get announced at 6.02 after the tampering well, period the, ends. And well, all the one – I don't think he said that. I think the one that had an issue was actually the guy from um, New Orleans, Griffin. Oh, it was Griffin? Oh, it was Griffin? Griff, oh, Griffin a, had the crank, issue. He's a crank. Because, because here's the thing. He wanted Lowry at the trade deadline. He wasn't able to get him. <laughs> Remember, the Heat were very That's close right. to getting Lowry too. Yeah, but we didn't want to give up. And, Hero. and who was and who was trying to get Lonzo Ball from him? The Chicago Bulls were trying to inquire and get Lonzo Ball. Remember, around the t- trade deadline, there was those rumors. Yeah. So. The fact that that's exactly what ended up happening, anyway, is Lonzo Ball went to Chicago and, and Kyle Lowry came here. He got pissy. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, they were they for those deals to be that fast. Like, oh, they had to be tampering." But I heard Woj say this, and I didn't think about it because I was I was actually somewhat concerned because if you have a sign and trade agreed to that quickly, like yeah, you had to have been talking before. Yeah. Like there's no like there's no ways around that. 
But Woj goes, yeah, you got to remember, those teams were really close to trading for those players. Right. So they may have just picked up where they left off. Yeah, that was literally what, what the trade was at that point, but they weren't ready at that to do point, it. The, yeah, they, at the time they didn't want to do it, they didn't think it was enough, but now they, since they saw the sign and trade, they're like, look, we'll take it for the sign and trade. Right. So it, Griffin needs to stop being a little bitch. He won a ring because of LeBron. He ain't that good of a GM. No, he's not. Get out of here. The only reason he won anything and wasn't in last place for the entirety of his freaking stewardship in freaking Cleveland was because LeBron came back. Yeah, so let's let's not let's not overblow that. But as we talk about the tampering charges and our Heat, the Heat re remade their team in a very interesting fashion. Bulldogs, um, baby. <laughs> oh, they're gonna punch you. They're gonna they're gonna. This is this reminds me. This is the closest. It reminds me of like those old school Riley Heat teams that the, would just punch you. In, the the Alonzo teams. The fucking yeah. Yeah. They just punch you, punch you in the fucking face, and win the game like eighty five to eighty. Yeah, like hundred percent. And, really, and that's what Jimmy is, which which I think is what they're doing. They're building it I in in that mold. Kyle Kyle's a tough guy like that. You ain't gonna screw with Bam. I think giving Duncan the contract they gave him is is incredibly smart. I mean, hey, he's actually a top five sh- three point shooter in the next two K that came out. Um, yeah, I saw that. That makes me happy. Yeah, I saw you cracked in at cracked in at number five there. I was like, oh, look at that, Duncan. Um, so good for him. Um, it's just it's nuts, man. I mean. I'm all about. I'm all about as someone who has a segment on this show called Alex's Two Kicks, getting <laughs> PJ Tucker on the Heat, the Shoe God. Like I'm all about Shoe God. I can't wait to see what he busts out with the Heat this year. Like he's just going to be out of control in Miami. Like, and then I will say I know on Twitter I bad mouthed the Morris Twins. <laughs> I, I I fully recognize that, and I and I fully. Yeah, and I fully believe that at some point during the season, I'm going to go, there goes the Morris brother doing fucking Morris brother shit. Um, but it's for us now, so it's okay. <laughs> but it's for us now, so it's kind of okay. It's like, the, it's I call it the Joe Kim Noah principle. Um, I hated fucking Joe Kim Noah. I still Absolutely. do. I, I, I still I think, do. I think I would I still, still hate him if he was on our team, because I've no, never... No, because I, I would know, love man. that effort, and I would love him uh, being a pest to other guys, and just annoying the fuck out of people. It's like Rodman. Rodman yeah, was the same true. way. Robin was the same way. So you can say you can even go back and call it the Dennis Robin principle. Um, An example of that is Marcus Smart. I think we talked about it. When Marcus yes. Smart is, I hate him when he's on the floor because he's in your face. He's, but then I think about him like, oh, that's what Jimmy does. I just love, like Jimmy. I love him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, Marcus Smart clearly overpaid, but good for him. Getting yeah, he that. got fucking paid. They were about good to trade. They, they were about to trade him, and they're like, oh, you know what? We'll give you a contract. Yeah, a big contract. Um, but you know, it's, and it's always interesting to see. And like, I don't know if you caught wind of the Dennis Schroeder story and what His happened with him. His agent needs to be fired. No, no. This is what happens when you bet on yourself and you fucking lose. Yeah, but you think that's no, that's what it is. That's what it is. Right. Dude, he bet on himself. Hey, how many other people have we gone and they bet on themselves? May not be the same sport, but football. I mean, I remember Joe Flacco saying, fuck it, I'm going to bet on myself, goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Like, it's happened in other sports where you go and you bet bet on yourself, and it pays off. It pays off in the long run. Unfortunately, in the case of Dennis Schroeder, it did not. Um, I like him, though. I think he can play, too. I like him Yeah, that's why it's mind-blowing, but it's still mind-blowing to me. Like Some of these guys are getting deals, and he's not... He took a one-year, so we'll see if he'll bounce back next year and see if he tries to get big money again. But, you know, you can't get too mad at them, in my opinion. You bet on yourself. That's – it's admirable. You want, you right. know. just sucks, you man. Like, like, you see that, and it's one of those things that kills you because he got – for those of you that don't know, he was offered, I think it was almost About 20 90, million. Four, year, four years, 90 mil. Yeah. 89 million. And, and he turned it down because he wanted more money, which is a possibility for anybody that doesn't understand the salary cap situation because – you could basically, up to a specific point, you could pay that much per year. And he was betting on himself. And now he took a one-year deal, basically prove a deal, and he lost out on millions of dollars. Yes. And I do want to say one thing because I'm, I'm – due to the fact that I thought we were doing a different episode this week. You know, that's the power of my research. Um, I will say something else that happened in the offseason that I think – I saw. I did watch some summer league, and the rookies that are coming into this league this year really seem 
amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, bro, they look fun as hell. Like, like they look great. I will say the winner on draft night, and I'm very excited to see what happens. Was the Orlando Magic? I think getting Jalen Suggs at four yeah, is that was, steal. That was steal when that happened. I went. Um, so I really think he's gonna be a huge pickup for Orlando. Orlando's gonna make some noise. Um, they may not compete just yet, but. I like their young guys, man. I like Cole Anthony. I like, you know, Suggs. I like the dude from from Michigan, the stretch four. I forget his name off the top of my head. I feel terrible about it. Wagner, I think. Oh, who yeah. They got. His brother's in the league as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're, Magic made some moves. They're a couple years away, but hopefully they can uh, they can keep it together. And, I mean, I guess... These matchups, I mean, we talked about opening night, Mondo. Uh, Christmas game were also announced. And we're getting a lot of these free agent signings, a lot of these storylines from this season on Christmas as well. So the NBA knows how to give you entertainment. I mean, no doubt about that. Yeah, and that's one of those things that it bums me out because the Heat aren't on the the slate, and you would think that they would have, but... Something that I read that's true is going out in the first round, even though we signed Lowry and we've shared up some other people, kind of ends up hurting you. The New York Knicks got bounced 4-1 in the first round. They're hosting a Christmas Day game against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Knicks. It's the Knicks. I know, I know. It's New York. <laughs> it's the, it's I, New York. I just, I just, I just had to throw that at you because you're like, yeah, they left in the first round. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with it, but look, but look, at the end is. of the day, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about any other four games. There's one game I care about on Christmas Day this year, like that Nets. Lakers oh my god, game. that game is gonna be insane. in L. A. That game is gonna be nuts. Like, like if you think you've seen a lot of celebrities at the basketball game before, holy shit, what's gonna be there at L. A. Christmas Day, prime time. You have I saw I saw somewhere it said about possibly nine Hall of Famers playing in that one game. Um, like well, there's like 82 on the Lakers at this point because they've signed. Well, them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's fair as well. Um, but no, it's I mean NBA season. Buckle up, man! It's coming and it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. So we'll definitely have more coverage as that gets closer. Um, but yeah, Mondo. I mean, you got any other wrap-ups to wrap the bow here on the NBA? I mean, just for anybody, if you're not watching the NBA, you guys need to get on it. Because this season with the rookies, with all the trades that went down, with all the different people and all the different teams, it's honestly ridiculous. Absolutely. and But you know what's not ridiculous? How good the cabinets are from AG Custom Cabinets. And speaking of AG Custom Cabinets, like we've told you, these cabinets that they put out are rival to none they are tip top top of the line i mean when it comes to custom kitchens bathrooms closets libraries they have been serving the south florida community for over 20 years and when it comes to ag custom cabinets like we all know ag custom cabinets where furniture is made fresh and speaking of fresh it's time for the freshest segment on this podcast and no it's not this week in handball it's (laughs) that's ridiculous but so is this. And we were close last week. Real, real close to Mondo toppling down the Globetrotters. He was not just there yet. He was close, though. Let's see what he's got this week. Mondo. All right. So I got to say, for those of you, obviously, actually, real quick, Alex, before we get into that, just because I'm going to talk about if you're watching our video, you'd be able to see it. A reminder for those of you that have forgotten or decided that you don't remember, our YouTube channel will be coming to you soon. And I'm telling you, it is going to be a blast. You guys are going to love it. And again, we'll mention it plenty of times, but our YouTube is going to be this and that with A&M. So keep an eye out for that because we're going to have a blast doing yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have we'll have some stuff that's just for YouTube that won't be on the podcast. Um, so we're, we're going to have some fun with that, putting content on there for you guys as well. So definitely be on the lookout. Um, but yeah, Mondo, what you got? Well, I, got, I had to make it official this week. I actually printed it out on paper. Cause oh, oh, tree paper. killer. I'm a tree killer right now. Now, all right, so here we go. I'm not even going to read the title because I read the title and it didn't make any sense. Okay. So I'm just going to go straight into the, <laughs> it's not going to make right. any sense. 
Robert Durst knew it would look bad if he was discovered to have written a note with the word cadaver directing police to the lifeless body of his best friend. So, the New York real estate heir lied about it for years. So, apparently, there was a murder in New York of a Susan Berman, is her name. So, he finally admitted publicly, just this past Monday, at at his murder trial, that he, in fact, did pen the note that directed police to her body. But he was worried because he thought if a body, I mean, I'm sorry, if a note that called a dead body a cadaver coming from him would make it seem like he's the one who killed her. But and I'm like, well, they're in the process of the trial, but it's one of the only pieces of evidence that connects him to her, even though they were friends. And he's been testifying for four days, trying to convince jurors that he unwittingly discovered her body and then tried to alert police without drawing suspicion. This is from 2000, dude. He's been lying for 21 years. Hey, once you lie, you got to come into it. If now you get found but out, right? Damn. <laughs> and it's, it's insane. And now... <laughs> L.A. prosecutors have introduced evidence that Durst killed his wife in New York. <laughs> so this guy, like, through all of this... This guy's just a serial fucking murderer. This guy's a serial murderer. And they're trying to prove that the fatal shooting of his neighbor in Texas in 2001 was not just an accident. So, so We're up to three now. We're up to three now. And I'm sorry. We all played sports. Three strikes and you're out, man. <laughs> yeah, this, like, guy's, this guy's done. This, and, like, it's crazy to me that he got away with it for so long. That's actually impressive. I'm actually impressed. It's it's fucking nuts. It's insane. Yeah. And he he the line that kills me. So I'll, I'll close it with this. He goes, I mean, talking about to the jury how how obviously they don't believe him that he just found them found the body and that's why he wrote it. He goes, I mean, I have difficulty believing it myself. It's very difficult to believe to accept that I wrote the letter and did not kill Susan Berman. I'm like, sir. Yeah. Did you did you just admit to it? Like, what the fuck? That's pretty good. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm, I'm trying. You're making an effort, but I I think I may have you. Oh boy. I think I may have you. I'm gonna. Well, so we're we are crossing the threshold here on the um on this segment. A couple from Florida is making an appearance. Oh fuck no! Okay, well, Florida has when, made whenever it. whenever Florida makes uh, an appearance, this isn't fair. <laughs> it wasn't. It was okay. So a couple from Florida, a family from Florida is making an appearance, but it was not in the continental United States. It was in Hawaii. Miami Beach couple arrested in Hawaii for using fake vaccination cards. Oh fuck! It has begun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the two were in violation. Of the state's safe travel rules, which requires travelers to produce proof of vaccine mm-hmm. to avoid quarantine when entering the state, when entering Hawaii. So they went right. on a family vacation. Uh, Enzo Dalmazo and Daniela Dalmazo, um, whose uh, mugshots are available on NBCMiami.com <laughs> if you want to see them. This because is where why I found not? this. This is where I found the story. It was actually courtesy of Billy Corbin on uh, Twitter <laughs> um, with the hashtag because Miami. I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Um, so they became suspicious for all of you who, uh, I mean, I don't know how you don't know what COVID's going on. Um, <laughs> you don't know where the fuck have you been? Yeah. I mean, so vaccines, I believe the cutoff age is 12, Mondo. Like anybody. I think, yeah, they're, they're start, 12. They're, it's, I think 12 right now. They're the starting to, to try and figure out for lower, but so 12 is the cutoff age as, as Mondo and me have just stood um, they Hawaii the airport screener became suspicious upon their arrival in Hawaii when the two kids born in 2016 and 2017 presented vaccine cards. Oh my fucking Miami. 12. And for those of you who don't do math, even if they were born in January, they'd be at most five and four. So they were born in what year again? You said two. <laughs> and that's how they got involved. Um, how do you fuck that up? Like, you can't add? And like, you didn't no, no. realize? So they uh, can face up to a year in prison. Yeah, it's a and federal. And they fine for $5. Yeah, because it, they're forging a federal document. Yeah, that's it's a federal crime. The federal do- it's considered a federal document. 
um, the FBI is involved <laughs> because it's a federal document. Um, they were cited a total of 8,000 and posted bail. Um, also, I read it's not here in the story, but I read it when I was looking it up. Um, they also got their kids' ages wrong. Bro, it just, so I- the vaccine card said they were, in fact, 12. Right, but right, they were but, born in, yeah, but they were yeah, five it was, it was something along those whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like you or four and five, and you look at him. He's like, a small twelve-year-old. Um, he's four. He can barely fucking like. <laughs> the kid, probably, they were probably carrying. My like kid's a, four. Like, a, like, a like big my, look, stroller, look, maybe. Hey, hey, Landon's four. There's no way in God's green earth you're confusing that boy for a twelve-year-old. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's no way. There's no way. So, like, they were probably betting on the you can't ask. <laughs> personal information HIPAA, HIPAA, yeah. HIPAA. which the HIPAA of laws. course they, they don't know what HIPAA probably even stands for um, but it's like like why like fuck me like and it's frustrating because like first of all like I thought my story was ridiculous and I was super proud of it but then when you said couple from Florida I immediately was like oh, well fuck here we go and I had seen that story and I completely forgot about it because <laughs> like, I had seen the Billy Corbin one because I had read I'm like fucking Miami and it's like, I didn't even really, I obviously didn't read the whole thing because I didn't see, hear the whole kid part. And that kid part for me is the biggest, like, fucking, like, okay, whatever. There's people that are buying $500 vaccination cards now because apparently they're the new fake IDs. Like, and whatever. It's, that's a whole nother topic that we're not even going to get into. All the, all the, the only thing I'm going to say on this topic is, is, and if you figure out it's you, God bless you. My mute button has been getting into kind of an abuse lately. Like, because if I'm seeing stuff, like, I am, I, I, look, man, I'm the first, look, I know I posted something on social media, stuff and political on my personal account recently. If you notice, the comments were off on purpose. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Also, been- that being said, I'm on social media for fun. Like, I, I know, like, in today's day and age, you have to be informed and, and it's, and it's kind of toxic over there. But if, if all you're going to post, is something political on either side of the aisle, whether I agree with you or whether I don't, but you just, that's all you post. I'm muting your fucking story. Like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm over it enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and on that note, fucking hell, Alex, like here I was all proud. I, I got this story on fucking Monday on Monday. You know, you realize how much research and work that is for me to actually have a story before third, before we record. I'm not gonna lie. I found. I remembered this story right before we started recording. I saw it yesterday. Um, like it's oh fucking hell. I saw it yesterday. Um, but I did have another story. Um, you which know, will be safe for next week. <laughs> no, no, because it it really wasn't that good. That's why I kind of went to this. Oh, one. Okay. So I'll share it now, just because of the mere ridiculousness of um the story. So also in Florida, I like to point out. Because <laughs> why not? Um, this one's in Tampa. Um, millions stolen from health fund site, from health fund spent at adult website. Was it OnlyFans? I believe it is. <laughs> I believe it is. It's not. It's not sent here by name. But he, I want you. I want you to hear this. A uh, former accounts manager for a nonprofit affiliated oh, with U, affiliated with USF horns down horns down. Uh, med school has pleaded guilty to embezzling almost thirteen million dollars. Thirteen million? Oh my god! Here I was thinking it was gonna be like thirteen thousand. Thirteen yes, gentlemen, million dollars. Ralph, Ralph Puglisi, which by the way, I don't mean a lot of Ralphs these days. I feel like that's one of these names that's like an olden name. You don't hear many of them. Like it's starting to die out. Yeah, you don't. You don't hear like Ralph. you don't hear like I know. Look, don't get me wrong. I know a couple Ralphs, but like that's about it. Yeah. Um. He's currently facing 20 years in prison. Holy okay. shit. Um, he spent almost $12 million at an adult website that allows users to subscribe to channels belonging to specific women. Now, I'm not going to say that's OnlyFans. But. But that's OnlyFans. <laughs> now, side note, um, because the news came out. Sorry to interrupt, Alex. But we would be we, we would be messed up if we didn't mention this. For those of you that are following the news, OnlyFans is apparently now banning the use of nudity on their website. So, yeah, little by little, OnlyFans is going to close because that's the only thing that's keeping OnlyFans open. Uh, well, apparently, OnlyFans doesn't like to make money. Um, however, there is there is one very disturbing line at the end of this, which is where I kind of almost 
like used it at the last second, but then I'm like, the story's too short. Um, uh, Ralph, I'm just gonna call him Ralph. I'm not gonna use his last <laughs> name. It's Ralph. Ralph subscribed to a channel belonging to his stepson's fiance. Oh God! And they split almost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in profit, with Ralph taking sixty percent. So he was his stepson's fiance's pimp, apparently as well. Um. Again, I didn't think the story was that good. I mean, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. But it's just like it's short. It's like it, there's not a lot to it. There's not a <laughs> you lot. Feel to dirty it. hearing that story. That that too. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot to it. So you got you folks, you got a bonus story out of me today. Um, so take that one to the bank. Uh, but that being said, we're gonna discuss something next that should warm everybody's heart, both young and old, big and small. Basically, if you have a pulse, I'm sure you love at least some kind of music from this place. And that is, of course, Disney music. Nothing brings a smile to my face like Disney music, Mondo. I mean, for those of you that know me, know that I will listen to Disney music all the time. Like, literally, I'm in the car, and I'll literally just look up Disney bangers, which is honestly one of the funnest, funniest and funnest playlists in the world, because you literally get the best of every single movie. I'm not gonna lie. I've been listening. I have satellite radio. I've been listening to Station 302 Disney hits, and it is fantastic because they play everything. They play the park stuff, like so. Like they'll play "It's a Small World." Oh shit! Like, okay. like yeah, they'll play the music from the parks, but then all the movies too. Like it is top notch stuff, man. Like it, you know. And and for those of you who don't know, La Esposa currently works for the Mouse House, and I have a four year old and a two year old who love that very much. So, yeah, that gets listened to a lot, but I'm okay with it, man. They're they're jams, dude. Like, like I defy someone to name me a Disney movie that doesn't have at least one one that one banger. I was about to say, man. I was because when we when we talked about it, now we talked about all the different movies and all that, but there, I don't think there's one movie where there isn't at least one good song. Because the thing is, man, Disney has this ability to just crank out great music now like we're going to be talking about our favorite soundtracks and our favorite songs now it's different because like there's some movies as we'll talk about that just have like an all-around soundtrack that just kills it and some movies have like a bunch of good songs or maybe one amazing song but there's just some movies man that just have like the throughout the whole movie you're jamming the entire time oh there's some yeah i mean look let's let's get some let's get some out of the way like Lion King, Ugh. that entire soundtrack slaps. Like, like, like I I remember when I was a kid, that was one of the first like albums that I listened to front to back. Didn't skip a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Like every one of those songs, you know, can't wait to be king, Hakuna Matata, in the air, love in the air tonight, all of it, man. Circle of Life, even where Circle I you don't understand life. half the song, it's still oh my fucking amazing. Let me tell you, there's no other greater experience, especially now with ki- with children that turning on subtitles to some of these songs because you see the lyrics <laughs> and you're just like wait what they're saying that's this <laughs> that's what it says like oh okay so you learn things it's dad life man some things are fantastic outside of like i stated yesterday becoming the part-time hockey official um and that's the thing man because again going back to lion king if at one point in your life, you do not raise a small child or a baby up in the air and sing the beginning of that mo- of that movie. Ah, it's a win, yeah, whatever the hell it How is. How is it? That's recognized everywhere. I think it's the Simba pose, right? That's yeah, the Simba. Just, just, just you hold them up like up. you're, yeah, like Simba. Rafiki. Rafiki showed us the way. <laughs> he showed us the way before we had the way. Which, by the way, Rafiki is also in the Lion Guard again. I'm showing myself as a dad. Lion Guard, great show. So it's Simba's kid, and they're like, yeah, yeah, Simba has two kids, a girl and a boy, and it's the boy, Kion, he's got a bunch of little friends, and they they protect the Pride Lands. It's actually pretty good. While we're on this topic, and I know it's a fucking tangent, and this is what happens when when you have children, Disney Juniors get surprisingly big actors to do these fucking roles. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the voice of Simba on The Lion Guard is played by Rob Lowe. Jesus. The voice of Nala is Gabrielle Union. The hell? That's it, like, and they're spread out. If you go look at all the Disney shows, you'll see someone, right? Some remotely, big name like big name. Like, 
to me though, there's no greater story than I. Again, I I don't know if people have kids on this podcast. I doubt not many, but uh, the show Puppy Dog Pals. I don't know if you've seen Landon and, and Noah watch it. Yeah, the- I've, I've seen I've seen them watch it on on the iPad, I believe. Okay, so you're you're familiar. It's two dogs, and they're you know they're with a guy. And, and well, not and now there's like four dogs, and, and <laughs> apparently, and a, no, 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 no. They added like a neighbor, and then the owner of the dog, who was like a single guy, like he's the with the girl now. Like they're getting married apparently in the show. Like they gave them their whole storyline, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but so you remember the movie? Um, God, Half Baked. Yeah. So you remember the the guys in the movie it was Chappelle, or Jim Brewer, right? Um, the Hispanic guy, I forget what his name is, and then there was the yeah. the teacher Harland Williams, the guy who was in jail. I don't know okay. if you remember him. Kind of. Like he can If if you were to see like a picture of him, I think you would you would immediately know who I'm talking about. Either way, he was the teacher in in that um. In that, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I see. So now. He was. Yeah, you remember now. He was the teacher. Oh, nasty Nate. No, six six six. That all that stuff. He created the show, Puppy Dog. The hell? Are you serious? He is the creator, and he is the voice of Bob, the main guy. Damn. On the show, but he is the creator. Like, like Disney Junior. Like, like they just started like a new uh, Spider Man show, mm-hmm. and the theme song is done by the All American Rejects. What the hell? <laughs> I, I shit Disney you not. Just gets it, bro. They Disney Junior, like Disney, just just gets it. They know how to make it like catchy, man. Like, like so, yeah, absolutely nuts. Like the people get, but that okay. So either way, tangent. I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you're a dad. Um, <laughs> it's all back good, man. To, back that's to soundtrack. Back, uh, yeah, 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 that's how we roll here. Um, soundtracks though. Soundtracks. That's Disney soundtracks. That slap all of them. Um, <laughs> now, w- obviously, Disney and Pixar come in and just people are like oh but this is technically not that i don't care i include them together oh because the pixar movies they all have good music man i love pixar movies one of my favorite movies is one that i recently saw not recently i mean i've seen it a while ago was coco coco's the best i dude i don't think i've watched that movie and not teared up i know what's gonna happen and i know the story and i keep watching it and i keep getting emotional and everybody says like if you've lost someone or whatever, it 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 gets hard to watch. But it's just one of those movies. It's like happy. Yep, I, I can't watch the happy. end anymore. Yeah, I can't I, watch. I, I can't. I can't watch the end anymore. Um, yeah. When like, unfortunately, when you know Landon was obsessed with that movie, something happened, and yeah. um, so that movie to me is always it's a special movie. I love the movie to death. I really, really do. But I can't watch the end without crying. Like, and I I kind of walk away now at this point at the end. Um, yeah, I get you, I get you 100%. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, all, like all those movies, they all have amazing soundtracks. And like one that I think of, because there's a, there's a tweet, I think, that says it, that they asked this artist to make a soundtrack for the movie, and he absolutely killed it. And it's Phil Collins with Tarzan. Oh, he Phil Collins killed on Tarzan. Oh, <laughs> Phil Collins, Phil Collins, yeah, man. And like, I could... I could listen to the Tarzan soundtrack all day, over and over and over and over again. Between Two Worlds, then the reprise of Two Worlds that comes at the end. This is a Spanish version, by the way. I don't know if you've heard it. I found the Spanish version of Two Worlds. <laughs> it just you know what I? Way. You know what I found? I found the Spanish version of You Got a Friend in Me. It's actually played at the end of Toy Story Three, when Next they story- go Spanish mode. Oh, at the end, and they make Buzz Buzz. dance. Spanish moment Buzz dances with Jesse. If you listen, the song that that plays is "You've Got a Friend in Me" in Spanish, and it's played by the Gypsy Kings, dude. Oh yes, okay, I have heard it. I I because I remember the Gypsy Kings. I absolutely love the Gypsy Kings. I know it's it's off tangent. They are very very different kind of music than what I think most of us listen to on a daily basis. I think, but Gypsy Kings is fantastic. Love Gypsy Kings and yeah, they they did a version of You Got a Friend in Me, which is fantastic. Um, but all those Disney movies slap. However, I will say the for me, my number okay. See, my one and two are so close, like I actually want to call it a tie for first. That's fair. Because I, I got a couple I have a couple tied too, so and, we'll, and it's we'll it's and and judge me all you want for these movies. I really don't care. I was a kid when they came out, so I don't Again, I don't care. 
and that's Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Those, those two are actually movies, none of the ones that I picked, but I agree. Those, those two, two movies, movies, those two movies, both of those, all those soundtracks on both of those movies slap. And if I, if my memory serves me correct, they came out back to back. I think they did. I think they came out. I like, think it right was. I think it was Little Mermaid and then Beauty and the Beast. I think that was, I, Little Mermaid was definitely first. Um, but like between Kiss the Girls, like look, man. I love riding the Little Mermaid ride at Magic Kingdom because I get to listen to the fucking music. Okay, <laughs> I get true. under the sea. I get um, the the Ursula song, which I'm drawing a blank on. Poor unfortunate souls. Like I get, you know, kiss the girl. I get all that. Sh- I get all that shit. So I'm all about that. Just like, look, I'm not a big show person, but if I were to watch a show, I'd definitely watch Beauty and the Beast, just because you know, be our guest and. And all the songs of Beauty and the Beast are just great songs, man. Like, the live version was great with um, Emma Watson and, and... Yeah, they did a really good job with them. And I, Josh I Gad. And yeah, I thought they did a fantastic... I think of the live adaptations that may be my favorite. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I don't count... I, I like to point out I don't count Lion King because there's no fucking lions that talk. That CGI movie. That's not <laughs> a fucking live action. Don't fucking... Don't yank yeah, my chain, bro. live action. Yeah. No, there's no way. You, you can't make that live action. That's but, what I'm saying. And that's the thing, because I had two that were tied. It's funny that we ended up picking two different ones for both of us, because for anyone that knows me, knows that one of these is actually my favorite Disney movie. It just so happens to have one of my favorite soundtracks, and that's Hercules. Dude, I've been I've been watching Hercules a lot. Landon loves Hercules. That oh, that soundtrack, those songs. I know all those. Songs, there, there's man. a reason why songs. Landon and I are boys. I knew yeah, it. man. I knew it. Landon loves Hercules from the beginning, bro. though. Like it's literally the opening title. <laughs> they already started. Oh, the muses are great. The muses, the muses are, muses might are be my fantastic. Yeah, no, I but love no Hercules is good. That's a good. One. Hercules and Aladdin. Aladdin for me, but that's Aladdin again. It's like what we talked about. It's all these movies fucking kill it. Like, seriously, like if you go down the list, like The Jungle Book. We didn't even mention The Jungle Book, but The Jungle Book has, might be Jungle one Book's of the ones that has the movie. least amount, but, it, but a lot of people may not have not seen it. Like, we're like, we might have been like the last ones that like saw it when but it like. The Jungle out. Book is, no, but not even, that didn't come out, dude. Remember, that came out in the 50s. It somehow got re released yeah. for some reason, and or it got and then to, we got like, to watch it. <laughs> yeah, Bare Necessities and. and King Chris, Louis, like King oh Louis, my God. Christopher Walken when they remade it, that that was weird. That was awkward. Again, not live action because I don't know any orangutan that sounds like Christopher Walken. <laughs> no. Um, but now I have to go into one really quick tangent here because we're talking about soundtracks and there's a movie that came out on, that was live action on Disney Plus that doesn't have the soundtrack to my understanding, and that is Mulan, and that bums me the hell out. I, you know what, I haven't seen the live action. I heard. I, have, I, ha- I refuse to watch it. I actually told Nadi that I'm not. I guess at, at this point you can just watch it on Plus. We just I forgot completely about it until you mentioned it. Yeah, um, there's no Mushu, which first of all that just fucks with me. Well, yeah, I was already I was already out when that when that happened. When I heard that, I was like, I don't know if I'm you fucking in on this shit. Cow. Like, um, and that's the thing. Like those movies, they're not made by the soundtracks, but the soundtracks are just part of it at this point. I mean, we all grew up watching it. it. They enhanced 100%. it. And and you know. It, even to the point with the songs from Frozen. I think Frozen, as, as far as recent ones, and I, Frozen One, Frozen Two. I didn't. Into like, the Unknown. I Panic it, at the it, Disco it, covered it, and it's fucking amazing. Well, that's good, but that's one song. Like I, I yeah. feel like Frozen Two is is only one song. Frozen, the first one, all the songs slap. Oh my god, it's so like, good. Like, and I think that's part of what made Frozen so good, and what made it such a box office like. Like bomb. Yes, let it go was a bona fide hit. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, and then bona fide, it and then bona fide, bona fide hit. Okay. But all the songs on that movie were fantastic. Like it, it was the first movie in a long time from Disney that brought you back to those all these movies that we're talking about: the Aladdin's, the Little Mermaids, the Beauty and throw, the Beast, the Lion King. It was a throwback Disney movie to the musicals, the songs that everybody that our generation who is now having kids grew up with yeah so to have that again and have that experience was disney just hit it on the head yeah, hit it on the head and that's something that they continue to do and it's like one of those things like what because because i was looking up and doing the research on like maybe some movies that i had forgotten about like the nightmare before christmas i used to be scared of that movie to be hundred percent honest, me me too. But I grew into liking the music. Yes, from that movie. that's the thing. The that's music from that movie it. is great. What's this? 
What's this? <laughs> exactly. I, I never I never learned the third line of that song. I just know what's this, what's this, and then I just it's gibberish for the rest of it. Yeah. But that's one of those things, and that's why when, when we brought it up, we we both got excited about talking about it because it's that nostalgia factor. Like you think back to when you were a kid, grabbing the movie, put at least I did it, putting it into the into the VCR, and then taking it out, putting it into the re- rewinder thing. Because sometimes the, the VCR... Oh, yeah, the automatic kind of rewinder? Yeah, yeah the you have to put rewinder. it in there. Mike Carrillo. Yeah. So I got a shout-out to Mike. There's a funny story about Mike that he would apparently, when he was little, he would get Beauty and the Beast, watch it, literally take it out himself, rewind it, put it back in, and and he did that apparently all fucking day. According to my mom, I did that with Dumbo. Oh, well, shit, Dumbo. Damn, that's another one. Dumbo. That's another but I mean, movie. that one, that, that movie got changed a lot, and well do, because that movie, that movie has some... some <laughs> that, that movie some was full of shit. Look at- but, but again, but I, I do have to say this when it comes to Dumbo. It was in the Times. <laughs> yes. At, it was fitting that for point, the time in, in which it came out. Exactly. Um, you know who, what movie we haven't talked about? Um, Moana. Moana soundtrack oh, slaps. Moana. Moana soundtrack. How far I'll go, bro? I sing that at the top of oh, my. Life. All of them. All. Oh, and you're welcome. No, don't even get me started on your welcome. Uh, you're rock. welcome. Um, I'm all about shiny though. Shiny. You know what? I. It's grown on me. I was never really a shiny okay. person, but it's grown. Here's on me. here's here's my here's my connection to shiny and why I love that song so much and I loved it from the beginning. First of all, it's incredibly clever. All the words and the way Jermaine Clement. Um, worded that song is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say Jermaine Clement, are you familiar with a show on HBO called Flight of the Concords? Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay, for the uninformed, Flight of the Concords was Jermaine Clement and Brett. I forget what his last name is. Um, sorry, Brett. And they were <laughs> a New Zealand rap folk duo who were trying to make it big in the United States on like New Zealand visas. Mm-hmm. And the show was was genuinely hilarious and the songs were very much about what happened in the show. And they were pretty funny songs. Like there was a song, there's a couple of songs like I remember off the top of my head called Sugar Lump. There's one called Sugar Lumps, which is basically about male camel toe and uh genitalia showing from the front of the pants. <laughs> And they have a whole video to it because obviously it's a show. So as they do the song, they're performing to it. <laughs> um, there's another song where they, in the in the episode they go to a nightclub, mm-hmm. and there's too many guys on the dance floor. So they make there's a disco song, a, a club song called "Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor." Oh my god! And it is, and they're like, and it's they're there and they have lights on their dicks. Too many dicks, too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks, like. <laughs> Like and then there's another one called Carol Brown where he's like singing about every single one of his ex girlfriends and the excuse they gave him why they left him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh she Tiffany she had an epiphany, <laughs> like and all of them rhyme. Okay, the show is is hilarious. These are just some of the songs and like there's another one. That my personal favorite is the hip hop Papanimus versus the rhyme Noceros, and it's a rap battle. Oh, um, my God, he's the hip hop Papanimus. And something, something, something coming from the esophagus. Jesus. So that's where he, that's where that, that I know him from. Mm-hmm. So when he does that character and does a song like that, like just the way he worded everything, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm all about Shiny. And then. That whole movie too, man. They- Did you ever see the delete the scene at the end of the credits in Moana? Did you know there's so? a post credit scene? I think I I think I saw it on YouTube with the crap with yeah. with with Jermaine Clement. Yeah. So for those who don't know, he's on his back because you know if you've seen Moana, he ends up on his back, and he can't you know he's a crab he can't get off his back, and he's asking for help, and then he he looks at the camera and he goes, "If I was a little red crab with a Jamaican accent, you'd help me. You know you would." <laughs> it's so and true. once again, it's Jermaine Clement at his finest. Like little lines like that. Go watch anything that he's done. It is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's like, for example, we, we for, we're forgetting movies, and I know we're gonna get messages in our inbox, and we're gonna get a bunch of tweets about it. And please do let us know if we're missing anything, because that's the thing about Disney, man. They they just have music all over the place in every movie, and that's why it's and and. Like now thinking about it, we said we were gonna pick our favorite songs, but 
I don't think I can, man. <laughs> like I know we, I know we teased it, but the thing he's is, trying to pick songs, but I don't like, know. I'm, man, I'm yeah. gonna have like a five way tie for first place. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of songs that I could just listen to whenever, like. But there's even songs that I just hear the the music, and I don't need to hear the words. Like I can listen to the music of the of the movie. Like I can listen to the the music from Wally. <laughs> like, like I can listen to that and I'd be perfectly content with life. You know what I'm saying? Or right. I can listen to to um up. Like like I can just listen to that. It just it quite frankly, it makes me kinda happy. It's happy music. That's the beauty of That's Disney. The thing about right? Disney. It's, it's happy it makes music. you happy. They, they somehow find a way to just just make you smile, make you happy, you know? Like, yeah, Disney has their songs that are, you know, dark, right? It's not <laughs> they have, yeah, there's some dark songs, you but know, for the they, most part. Some, Disney just makes you happy. But even and even those songs, like you love to sing them because of like I know I like this. I forget what the uh, Scars song in um, oh, in Lion be, King. Be prepared. Be, be prepared. prepared. Yeah, like that's that's super dark. But, it, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Um. So yeah, definitely. If you got a favorite Disney song, let us know. Tell us. Um. We'll be glad to hear from you and and see what other. I know we missed. I know we missed some movies. I was I was looking for a list and I kept seeing like other movies like. Uh, Mary Poppins, like that soundtrack to this day, you can listen to Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Spoonful of Sugar, Let's Go Fly a Kite, like everywhere Disney has movies, man, and, and like it's it's absolute nuts. So let us know, let us know any movie that we missed. That's gonna be it for this episode of This and That with Alex and Mondo. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at This and That AM. And now on YouTube at This and That with AM. See you next week, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>